Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here, like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy. I just go where my heart, I, I've called my blog heart need because that's the only thing that has kept me going throughout this entire process of discovering who I am, what I need to study, who, who I need to be, who... The, that little voice that comes from like that part of my body, it, th that's the one that's burning and doesn't shut up. That's who I pay attention to. Um, and that's all I talk about. That's all the products that I make come from that place. And it sounds so corny. And when I say it out loud, it kind of, it makes me kind of want to, but it's, it's, it's true. It's how I've, I've been able to survive this entire thing. Because I listen to the only thing that I that has a clear voice, and it's really mine. I'm Srini Rao, and this is the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, where you get a window into the stories and insights of the most innovative and creative minds who've started movements, built thriving businesses, written best-selling books, and created insanely interesting art. For more, check out our 500-episode archive at unmistakablecreative.com. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. Mai, welcome to The Unmistakable Creative. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Oh, my pleasure. So it is really cool to have you back here, actually. You know, we had you back in the day when we were called Blogcast FM, and you were such a big hit with our listeners that uh, I felt it only made sense to bring you back for a, a second interview and this time do a much deeper dive into your story. So on that note, can you tell us uh, a bit about yourself, your story, uh, your journey, your background, and how that has led you to everything that you're up to now? Oh my god! First of all, I'm I'm really excited to be back, but I have to be honest, I'm kind of nervous because of the first hit. Like I've been meaning to write you all this time, saying, "Hey, Serena, I, I have some stuff to catch up with you." But a part of me was like, "Oh my god, I don't want to beat my like I don't know if I can beat my own record." <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but I think that's one of the most special reasons for coming back that it's so I'm, I'm here vulnerably kind of, you know, let's see, let's see where this goes. Um, last time was, was amazing. And this time, well, I'm still, I'm still that five foot tall Panamanian artist, um, who watched too many episodes of Pinky and the Brain <laughs> growing up. And I have this, this thing about wanting to conquer the world and save the world and change the world. And, I have to be honest, it has not gone according to plan. It, everything is a mess. <laughs> it's a big fat mess. Every single time I try to launch something, the website crashes. Every single time I um, post a new blog post, there's a couple of typos in it. Every single time I tell myself, I'm going to write a book. Um, and it's going to take me three months. And I have the most amazing photographer and I have the most amazing designer. Like, things just don't happen according to plan. People bail on the project. Um, the project that was supposed to take three months ends up taking 17 months. And um, I basically have stopped fighting 
this urge to be Miss Perfect. <laughs> I love being perfect, by the way. I'm not going to say that I'm not that person. I love, I wanted to go to an Ivy League school. I'm that like Hermione Granger girl that like raises her hand and it's like, me, I have the answers. But in the, in practice, in the real world, I mess up a lot. So what I've done basically is make a living out of telling the messy stories in between. Um, I talk about it. I share it with friends. Um, I turn books. I, I, I talk about the messy parts in my books, in my blog posts, in conversations with friends. And I basically made a living sharing, sharing the screw-ups. Mm. And that's, that's what's led me here. Okay, so that raises tons of questions, as you might imagine. Uh, you know, I want to do something that we didn't get to do last time, uh, which is to talk about uh, your work in your life before what I knew you for. You know, growing up, parents, influences, mentors. I mean, you mentioned the pinky and the brain thing, but I'm curious what else in your life uh, were sort of the early influences and inflection points and significant experiences that you think ultimately led you down the trajectory of doing what you do. I can think of I can think of a lot of stories, but one that really comes to mind is I was seven. My mom had just won a Fulbright scholarship, so I, I come from like very successful family members, which puts kind of a lot of pressure on me. My mom had just won this Fulbright scholarship, and we were moving to Michigan, so she um, was pursuing her law degree. And when she was going attending law school. I was um, I was learning about this new culture. I mean, I live in Panama, but the States is just so different, you know, like a little kid in kindergarten trying to figure out her way through not only the language, but everything, food, everything. Um, and I remember being very confused. But one of the things I, I was just so excited about was this concept of um, um, patio sales, like people just put lemonade stands or they put furniture out or they put clothes out or toys out and they resold them to people. I'm like, people do this. You can like put things that you don't like anymore and people will pass down the street and, and buy them. Like I was just, my mind was like, Oh my God, I need to do this. <laughs> like why don't people back home do this? Um, so I set up my version of the lemonade stand instead of selling lemonades. i I got this little art spinner um, when I was, maybe a birthday or Christmas, I got this little art spinner and I started doing these, what I thought were masterpieces. And the lines of kids went all around the block. I'm not going to, I'm not even kidding you. I was super, super popular. I was like the rock star of the neighborhood. And I'm like this, I I was born to do this. You know, I got all this confidence. I'm like, I'm really good. I'm going to be an artist. I was seven. And years, years down the road, when I was like bragging about my little kiosk, my mom was like, my, you know, I don't want to burst your bubble or anything, but I think it's time that you know. I'm like, I know what? Am I adopted? <laughs> She's like, um, well, my, uh, the reason why your little painting sold so, so well is because every single time someone bought them for 50 cents, you gave them a little Hershey's bag. Well, the Hershey's bag cost $1 at the store. So basically you were giving people, (laughs) you're like not only giving your art for free, but you were, you know, people were in the line for the chocolates. And instead of being really mad at my mom, I almost turned this 
all around. Remember I was telling you how I turn all of my messiness into a story of triumph. Like for me, this set the ground for a very confident girl. Instead of thinking that I was a failure, from very early on, my parents just tattooed in my head that anything I wanted to do, I could do. And I had this drive inside of me, like, I'm going to put something out there and there's going to be a line. So every single time I think about new ideas, I'm not worried that no one is going to show up. I remember this line of kids wanting my artwork and that just carries me through. So I think that's one of the most important stories in my childhood that kind of sets the tone for why I'm so perseverant and almost kind of stubborn too, to keep going every to keep going even when doors start shutting in my face. So what if we never had a moment like that in our lives? How do you bring it about? I think we all have those stories, but maybe we're too scared to admit that they hurt or that we were vulnerable or that someone laughed at us at the, at the school cafeteria. I mean, we kind of delete those memories because they're painful. Mm. They're like the things you don't want to talk about because it makes you seem human. But I think we all have them. If we really dig deep, we all have that moment where we put ourselves out there and something happened. Maybe something good, maybe something bad, maybe someone laughed at us, maybe someone called us fat, maybe someone said, you're not smart enough, oh, you're a girl, you're never going to get married if you keep, you know, being that bossy, or things like that. I like to hide those stories. I don't remember them that much, but um, if I really sit down and maybe drink a glass of wine, it kind of helps bring these things to the surface. I actually think we all have them. Hmm. I do. I believe that. So where do things go from uh, being the kid with, you know, your version of the lemonade stand to becoming who you are today? Talk me through that entire journey. I'm curious because I, I know we didn't really get to talk about a lot of that last time you were here. Yeah. Um, well, we came back home. We came to Panama. So I did all of my... Um, middle school and high school in Panama. And then something that I, that I also have to explain is that when you don't live in New York or San Francisco or these very cultural cities, you, you become, you're part of like a cultural dogma. Panama is a very small country that has unwritten cultural dogmas things like you shouldn't behave this way if you're a woman or artists um art is not a profession it's like a cute hobby there's like several of those kind of beliefs that are running around and people don't say them but you know that they believe in them so I grew up with a little bit of that have a little bit of those unwritten cultural dogmas that said almost like predetermined who I was meant to be. So if I followed the cultural manuals or the cultural manuscript, um, I would have ended up being married by 25 with whoever, <laughs> whoever was like there, or I would have ended up um, not going to a very good school because why would I go to school if someone's going to maintain me or um, that kind of thing? But I, there is like a rebel in me and I always knew there was 
there was something. I couldn't put my finger around it, but I just kept seeking this thing. So when I graduated from, from high school, I told my parents I wanted to go study it. I wanted to go to the States and see if there was a real shot at me being either a dancer or a painter or a sculptor or whatever. I mean, I wanted a profession where I could express my feelings. I'm not like a very passionate person. And in school, I, in school, I mean, abroad, being so far away from my family, um, being so far away from home, I really... I really had to dig deep to find myself, like, who, who am I? Uh, why do you call your mom every day? Why um, are you so self-conscious about, like, making a living, doing art, and those kinds of things? Um, after those seven years in school, I came back home, and I, I had this duality. Like, part of me wanted to settle and not go against the flow, and another part of me knew <laughs> I had something bigger to say. So it's this fight. I think we all have them uh, of like wanting to do something, wanting to people please, wanting to do what your parents think you should do, and also wanting to like say what you really want to say. And that I, I'm a product of that tension, of that tension between cultures, of that tension between languages, of that tension between... Um, that, that tension is, is what exploded everything. And, um, I tried, I tried the safe route. I tried to have a really traditional, successful job, wear the suit, do the things, you know, send, submit the resumes, go for job interviews. And, and I, I did that for a couple of months two years and I was painful I, I was I was that girl that cried at 3 a.m in the morning at the surface I looked very successful it's like she this girl has it all together she went to a really good school she went she did all these things I had a master's degree in my bag all of my diplomas were framed in gold <laughs> frames I mean like on paper I was awesome but inside I was I was empty inside because I wasn't doing anything worth doing so I had like my midlife midlife crisis at 25 so I remember having this conversation with my parents very very clearly I I sat them both down and I'm like I want to quit my job I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to be an artist and they're like okay great where are you gonna submit your resume I'm like nowhere they're like, but what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to open this website and I'm going to start writing about the stuff that I do and I'm going to put a PayPal button right below it and people are going to buy what I do. And they're like, what? <laughs> they had just sponsored my entire education. Like they had just sponsored my master's degree in the number one art school in the US. And before that, Northwestern, like my entire undergrad. So I can imagine how panicked they were at this new turn of path that I was like basically vomiting in their bedroom they're like Mai, that all seems very nice but are you sure you don't do you need help do do you want to talk about it I'm like I've already 
thought about this at 3 a.m. for years. I am ready to do this. And I know they were scared. They were scared. They were so, so scared. And I was, I was even more scared because I, I not only had to prove myself, but I had to make it so that they could stop telling me that I needed to send resumes to companies. <laughs> so I had to do it for myself, but I also had to do it so that people left me alone. <laughs> and um, that was seven years ago. And I, I made it. <laughs> I mean, I'm still, I'm, I, I never had to, I never had a plan B. I never had to tell them, well, I, I need you to pay my rent. Or I never had to return back home and say, like, you know what? I really need to be a lawyer instead. Um, when I say I made it, it's not like I'm, I've been on Oprah or I've, I've had my own TED Talk. When I Say I made it. It's like I committed to this dream, and I said yes without ever looking back. So for me, that's that's what I've made this entire journey. I don't ask too many questions. I just go where my heart. I, I've called my blog Heart Need because that's the only thing that has kept me going throughout this entire process of discovering who I am, what I need to study, who, who I need to be, who. But that little voice that comes from like that part of my body, that's the one that's burning and doesn't shut up. That's who I pay attention to. Um, and that's all I talk about. That's all the products that I make come from that place. And it sounds so corny. And when I say it out loud, it kind of, it makes me kind of want to, but it's, it's, it's true. It's how I've, I've been able to survive this entire thing. Because I listen to the only thing that I that has a clear voice, and it's really mine. Wow. Okay, so that raises so many questions. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, where I want to start actually is with this decision to act in the face of cultural dogma. Uh, I think all of us have unwritten cultural dogmas in our lives, whether they come from you know an immigrant culture like the one I grew up in, or even society at large. And I'm curious how people resolve that tension that exists between the expectations of cultural dogma and what they know in their heart they have to do. I'll tell you what happened to me. I fell in love. I, I fell in love with a man that really loved me the way I was. So I'm not going to play the, the card of being like Joan of Arc or being this really powerful woman. I, I was not, I was not, I was not that girl. But I had someone beside me that really believed that I was capable of much more. So when you're in the face of resistance, whatever that resist, however that resistance manifests, I think we have to rely on others. Sometimes parents, sometimes a loved one, sometimes um, a therapist, sometimes a BFF. I relied on, on David, and now he's my husband. He really applauded every crazy move. And I actually have this quote that carries me through. It's like behind every successful, quote unquote, successful woman, there's a crazy man fueling all these ideas because they sounded so crazy on paper. 
Like they sounded so crazy when I got off the shower. They sounded so crazy when we were doing road trips. But he's like, let's do it. <laughs> you kind of need that ballsy person right next to you to, to not melt the ice creams, but to keep them cool so you, you know, like keep at it and discover if this is going to work or if this is not going to work. I mean, not all of my ideas have been great ideas, but at least I gave it a shot. And I don't regret anything because I try, I, I, I try them. At least I try. Um, so that's what I would say. Like, it, this is not a one person show. It sounds very powerful to say that you did it all by yourself. But in reality, you, you need a team. You need at least one biggest fan to hold you really tight when all you want to do is quit. I'm going to tell you another story. When I began this blog, I started filming videos. And I was really proud of my videos. I, I, I felt they were good. I felt I was on a roll. I'm like, I really like this. I, I love, I have a, I struggle with writing in English because English is not my first language. But when I talk for some reason, even though I mess up some words and the accent kind of <laughs> gets in the way, it's my natural form to express myself. So I started filming videos. It was better than writing blog posts or putting pretty pictures up. And by, I think it was like the 20th episode or something like that, I got a call from one of our mutual um, best friends. When I say one of our mutual is a friend of David and I, and he called us saying, you know what? I, I love you guys, but you guys need to know this. Um, there's people that are making fun of your videos. They're calling you, they're calling you insane. They're calling you like a lunatic. They think you are like doing heavy drugs because my, you are doing this is very weird. And I started crying because I have, I really struggle with being liked. I, especially like my high school friends, like I want my high school friends to like me. <laughs> I am not going to pretend that I don't care. I, I care. So when I know people that I know are talking behind my back and saying that I'm on drugs or I'm like, like I don't have a real job because I'm wearing pajamas and party props and filming home filmed videos, it hurts so, so much. And my voice almost breaks when I tell this story because I, the first thing I did was um, call my web developer and ask him to put all the videos down and to password protect them. And right when I, we were about to like do, do this, like undo everything, uh, David, which was my boyfriend at the time, he, he said, you know what? I'm going to take some days off work. You need, you need down let's just go to the beach that's what we do down here by the way <laughs> anything stressful happens people go to the beach and the beach for some reason solves everything and he's like let's take a few days off and let's go to the beach for a week and when you come back do whatever you want to if you want to stop filming videos stop filming videos if you want to uh knock on your mom's lawyer firm to ask for a job go ahead and do that but give yourself the time to react with a cool 
heart, not all mad and <laughs> crazy and tantrum lady. So that's what we did. We, we took a week off. And the last day of our trip, David proposed. And he told me, I love you exactly, exactly the way you are. If you change something about you, like if you, if you, this is, this is the woman that I, I want to spend the rest of my life with. That gave me, when I told you before that he gave me the confidence to carry through no matter what. Now I had a ring in my hand and I was like, no one's going to stop me. <laughs> like I just felt that anyone could say bad things about me, but I had all that to kind of like middle finger them or be like all sassy Beyonce about it. Or like, that gave me for some reason this power that I didn't have before because someone else was willing to marry this lunatic who apparently looked like she was on drugs. Like someone was able to do that. I'm like, I don't think I'm the one that's wrong here. I think that what's going on here is beyond this. Like they're jealous <laughs> or they're, or, or they're afraid that I'm so completely different from what they're doing that I'm almost like reminding them of all the dreams that they didn't fulfill. Like now the script turned around and I began understanding why these people were talking crap about me. It wasn't about me at all. It was about them and what they didn't pursue. Like they were the ones in cubicles. They were the ones married to people that they didn't love. They were the ones that had settled. And I was the manifestation of all that they couldn't because they didn't try um so so yeah <laughs> mm. this is Paige, the co-host of giggly squad and i want to tell you about a company that i've been loving olive and june olive and june gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box and if you break it down it really comes out to two dollars a manicure which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You mentioned <laughs> earlier that, you know, the blog is called The Heart Made Blog, and you found, you know, that as this thing that keeps you going when you want to quit. Um, I'm curious how people find that thing in their life that keeps them going when they want to quit. And I know this is different for everybody. I'm just curious. Um, what, you know, if, if somebody feels that in this moment, how do they figure out what it is that will keep them going? I think it's always different things. Serene, the reality is like we, it, it, this is not a perfect world. Like in a perfect world, we are all going on Deepak Chopra retreats. We're all drinking green smoothie. We're all doing sun salutations. Um, we're all wearing yoga pants and, 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 but, but that's not, that's not the case. We forget the grocery list at home when we are at the grocery store, we, um, send emails with typos and that sort of thing. So we have to find the answers wherever, wherever, like everywhere. It's never one thing. Like one day it's a phone call. The other day is I have to bake cookies. I have to stop everything that I'm doing and I have to bake cookies. Sometimes it's a cold shower. Sometimes it's an inspirational poster. Yes, I'm going to go there. Like sometimes I just browse through Instagram or Pinterest because I just need a quote. (laughs) And it's very cliche, but it's sometimes it's a word. And I'm a firm believer that you get what you're seeking. So instead of trying to to say like, oh, every single time I don't know where I'm going, read a book. Or every single time I don't know where I'm going, listen to a podcast. Or it's never the same thing. You always, that that time for me was going to the beach. That was my place where I found the answers. 
but the answers are everywhere. You just need to kind of be in the lookout to receive them because this is also true. If you shut yourself down from receiving help from the Illuminati or God or the heavens or your mom, like call it whatever you want to, if you are really not opened to getting assistance from above, call above whatever you want, you are not going to get it even if it's like in front of your face. So I just think the, the, the way I would answer your question is to have an open heart. And to have an open heart means one thing. It means to be able and willing to get hurt multiple times. Because having an open heart is just that. It's like anything can happen. Hmm. You are just more vulnerable to everything. So that's what I've done. I'm, I kind of, I'm not afraid to fall down anymore. I'm not afraid to get a bruise here. I'm not afraid if people are going to call me crazy. I mean, it sucks, but I'm just not afraid anymore. And if people stop being that afraid, I think they'll find everything that they're looking for. Hmm. So I have a question. Uh that I've asked people in various forms during the entire last seven years in which you've, you know, built everything that you have, have there been any sort of rock bottom dark night of the soul moments? And if so, how have you pulled out of them? Which also raises a question I think, which has really been at, at sort of the heart of our conversation was this idea of turning messes into triumph. And what do you think separates the people who are able to do that from the ones who don't? So like four questions in one, I realize. I've hit rock bottom multiple times. But the most recent one was so low that it's still, it's still itching. <laughs> a year ago, I embarked on this journey to make a book because that's what successful people do, right? They write books. <laughs> that's like my next item on the to-do list. It's like, my, you already did the blog. You already did the thing. You already became number one episode on, <laughs> on Serini's podcast. Now, what are you going to do? Okay, you have to go write a book. So that's what I did. I went ahead and embarked on this journey to be a book author. Uh, and I was going to make the world's most epic book. <laughs> It was going to be perfect. I was going to cook these gluten-free, sugar-free, these recipes that make you have this killer body and everyone's going to have six packs. Like I was going to make the manual to eating so you looked like a Barbie doll, <laughs> basically. And guess what happened? It, it was a failure. It, uh, everything about that project. Uh, so I had hired the photographer I had hired the designer I had hired the editor everything was in place I had started making the recipes um, I had gathered the funds to self-fund the book and I, I had everything that I wanted and, and to make matters even more, like, not only did I professionally have everything that I wanted 
in my personal life, uh, David and I had, um, we were expecting. And I'm like, this is going to be, I'm, I'm going to have like a baby book and I'm going to have a real baby. <laughs> like the timing cannot be more perfect. This is like, the, <laughs> even for the marketing material, this is going to be, you know, my, my middle, little Miss Perfect brain was already maneuvering all these things that I was going to do because this was just so glossy. Like Martha Stewart was not going to be able to resist. Like the calls from Ellen DeGeneres and beyond were not going to stop ringing because I was on to doing this perfect book. By the third month, month ultrasound, we found out that the baby's heart stopped beating and my world collapsed. <laughs> I'm like, this is not, this is not the plan. The baby is supposed to be born when the book is born. Like the launch date for the baby. I was mad at my baby because he had like messed up this per perfect timing of play. I cannot even put it in words because it's, it's pathetic. But that's what we do sometimes. We want to be this version of ourselves that it's unattainable. We want to create perfect products for perfect people for, and it all collapsed. My designer, cause I start, I stopped turning. I was such a hot mess. I couldn't get myself out of bed. I, I became so depressed that my designer basically said, my, if you don't submit your manuscript by this Friday, I'm going to, I'm going to charge you for the project because I haven't taken any clients because of you. And this, this is it. Either you submit your deadline or we're calling this off. And, the, my, and you know what my first reaction was? I'm like, how dare she like push me to submit? Like, doesn't she know I'm, I'm mourning? Like, doesn't she know that I'm weak? Doesn't she know that I'm so sad right now? Like my mind just went to all these excuse places of why I wasn't completing this project. And part of me kind of loved, loved having an excuse, you know, like having, that was the perfect excuse for not turning in the book. It's like, oh, I, I, I lost, I lost the baby. So that's why I'm not doing this thing anymore. And I can, to cut through the middle part, that's really not that necessary. I, I sucked it up for lack of a better term, really. And I was so mad at her for not understanding me that I almost did this with my ego. I'm like, she thinks I'm not going to do this book. Now let me show her. Like, I am going to do this anyways. And that taught me a very important lesson. That life is going to put all these rocks in your journey. And it's kind of a test. But life is also about being a testament to the aftermath of those stones in the journey. So in a way, my book was a testament to getting things done to the best of my abilities with, with a sense of worth. Like it was a testament to getting things done, not things perfect. At least I, I did it. It was also a tribute to bouncing back from having the wind knocked out of me 
<laughs> in every way imaginable. Like I had, like think about a bad day. Well, I had like a bad entire month where I didn't get out of bed. But the book was almost became this emblem or this badge of honor of overcoming being this mom who had lost a living life inside of her and also allowing myself to be sad but not camping there like not staying in that area of being sad forever because we can also do that we can also say I'm sad let me just stay there forever and let me just like have this big wine festival like the people around me help me kind of not be that pity show and the book also became this testament to the huge power of dreams and daring to do a not perfect book because only when I was like this brave to put something out there that wasn't perfect I was able to discover like damn I have something really good to say and it might have a typo but this is my story and the book was about much more than recipes or much more than like a killer body or much more than gluten-free or paleo or all these things we tell ourselves that we need to do in order to feel sexy or worth or powerful or skinny or and it became it became it became a love story it became a sad story it became it became like a declaration of of being human and experiencing all the emotions that come with being human. So one question that I'm curious about uh, is what do you think differentiates the person who's able to navigate the situation the way you did and the one who gets stuck there? I could have easily stayed there. I think the difference for me was I it's almost easier to keep watching Netflix episodes and staying in the covers. I think the difference is like see what would happen outside of your bed. Like I <laughs> how can I put this in words? Like curiosity is one word that really defines me. Like I'm curious to see what happens next in when I'm watching movies, when I'm cooking a recipe, like I'm curious to see if the muffin is going to brown on the top or the, or the thing is going to collapse. Like I am curious by nature. I want to see where the painting is going tomorrow. I want to see after talking to Serini, what's I and that adjective that defines me, good or bad, it kind of puts me in this odd position of wanting to try even when I don't want to. <laughs> so even when I didn't want to get out of bed, my curiosity was just killing me. In, in Spanish, there's this saying, la curiosidad mato al gato. Like we, when you're just so curious, you, you can't help yourself. Um, and, and the other thing that I'm going to say besides curiosity, ego. We say ego is the worst thing ever. That ego gets in the way. That ego is 
But I'm going to tell you something. Ego helps me bring out in me a strength that I don't have. Like, I have, my, there's Mai, and then there's this, like, girl that almost seems, like, Beyonce-like inside of me, that, like, uh-uh-uh, like, she, I am not going to stay in bed. And I, she's not me. Like, I don't know where that girl comes from. It must be my ego. But I, instead of, when, when people ditch ego, I'm like, no, no, no. There's a space for ego. <laughs> There's a space for that voice who doesn't want to quit and doesn't want to let you stay in bed forever. There's a space for that sassy, like, mm-mm-mm girl. Like, and I bring her out in those moments. I almost kind of let her shine and give her the mic because I know I can't even, like, get out of my pajamas. So it's those two things. Not helping myself be that curious. And also, oh, no, what? Ego, take the mic. Take the stage, ego, because I am not worth anything right now. Just do your thing, and I'm going to attempt to follow you. My head is going to be all messy. My hair is going to be like, uh, but I'm going to at least follow along your path because I know you're not going to let me stay in this bed forever. So it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do this. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit. And I, I want to talk uh, about your creative process, uh, mainly because I find it so fascinating. I mean, what's interesting to me, and this is a question I've asked a lot of people who work across multiple art forms, uh, is that you've had this you know, varied background in all writing, you know, video production, dancing, painting. And I'm curious how every art form has influenced the other and, and kind of made its way into the work that you do today. You know, I think you were one of the few people that <laughs> that hasn't pinpointed me into a little box. And that's why I, why I love being on this show and why I love listening to your podcast because it's it's never a box. It's never like I'm painter, check. I'm illustrator, check. I'm dancer, check. It's we live in this era of slash, like photography slash cooker slash the foodie slash video maker. So the first thing is I don't even like to self-identify. And that's the first thing that helps my creative process. Like it's never one medium. There's the idea that either comes in the shower or a road trip to the beach. Like the idea can morph into whatever. Sometimes it's choreography. Sometimes it's video. And different ideas talk differently. Some ideas are in Spanish. I think ideas in Spanish. Sometimes the idea is in English. Sometimes the idea is a song. And I'm like I'm the worst singer in the entire planet. <laughs> like I have the worst of the pitch ever. But sometimes I sing it out loud. And I just allow myself, I allow my ideas to express themselves whichever way they want to. Sometimes I suck. And sometimes I don't suck that much. The ideas that you get to see and the entire world gets to see is because the medium that my ideas picked is a medium that I'm really good at. So it's not that I just do video. It's not that I just do illustration. It's like those are the ones I kind of develop a little bit more because I'm more confident in my skill level. But even like with video, I, I didn't have a background in video making. I was filming videos with my, my trash can. My trash can was my tripod. 
like I also love to experiment and I do things before I have the entire thing figured out. So before I actually know what I'm doing with iMovie or know what I'm doing with WordPress or know what I'm doing on stage, I just grab the mic and see what <laughs> what's going to... And because I have this attitude of turning every mess into a story of triumph, I kind of welcome the screw-ups because they're going to be part of the story that I get to share in, post, in, in your podcast <laughs> or in a blog post or whatever. So... Um, Yes, my creative process takes so many forms. I mean, last year I did Rainbows. Where did that come from? I, I have no experience in manufacturing. I know nothing about rain. <laughs> I, my first book wasn't even about art or about business or about blogging. It was about food. I have no degree in nutrition. No degree in... I burned two... Um, uh, food processors in the process of making that book um, and a lot of other appliances like but it's fun it's just fun to to see what happens when you're kind of brave enough to use your trash can as a tripod it's part of the process <clears throat> wow uh, that had to be probably one of my favorite parts of the entire interview <laughs> thank you uh, well, this has been amazing, as, as I expected it would be. Uh, so I have one last question for you, which is how we finish all our interviews at The Unmistakable Creative. What do you think it is that makes somebody or something unmistakable? To be a real person. We want to make it. We want to save the world. We want to put our ideas out there. But somewhere along the ride, we want to sound more professional or we want to make our bios seem a little bit more important than what we've really done. Or somewhere along the process, we, we are too afraid to post a picture on Instagram that has no filter. And I can just keep on going with these. But if we just allow people to see us exactly how we are, without makeup, without much, without filters, without so much polish, we're going to find out that people actually love what we have to say. We have to stop marketing ourselves when we're real because there's no gimmick there's no strategy it's just like real people want real people they're thirsty for real people because we've put so many layers on what a professional should look like or what a blogger should have on her sidebar so instead of trying to dress up as this well put together Mai Carlis artist I've just become more and more comfortable in my own skin. And I think that if people just for one day, they, they, they just give it a shot, like give a shot to wearing your pajamas to your next 
like photo shoot. <laughs> Hmm. allow yourself to film a video where you're not wearing any makeup or allow your dinner guests to have a meal that the granola is kind of burnt, but well, that's the best you could have done. And then you tell the story of how you burnt the granola. There's stories in being real. And I think, People don't remember, there's that, people don't remember what you did or, or what you said or what, they don't remember if the dinner was amazing or the food was good or they don't remember if you looked pretty or you, they remember how you made them feel. And when you make them feel alive because of your realness, it, it's just it clicks. It happens. It's magical. It's like a unicorn descends from the heavens and farts rainbows on top of your head because you are so you that it's like, it's dazzling. We need more of that, I believe. Wow. Well, I think that makes uh, a beautiful ending to our conversation. And I, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us and uh, come back and share your story and your insights uh, with our listeners at The Unmistakable Creative. This has been a blast. Thank you for having me, Serene. Yeah. And for everybody listening, we will wrap the show with that next time on The Unmistakable Creative. I think that it should be taught that these are suggested careers that you might want to choose, but there also has to be a way to illuminate the fact that our world is constantly changing right now and there's going to be a need for new types of jobs. So it's really important to learn a skill set than actual, um, than the actual um, information that you need to have a specific job today. Um, but remembering like when I was graduating from college and the experience I just told you about, about, you know, learning that I shouldn't be a doctor, like I was petrified. I had no idea what I would be when I grew up. Um, especially since 50% of the choices I was choosing from, um, was not possible anymore. One being a doctor and I didn't want to go to law school. It sounded horrible to me and I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> so I, I think some people need guidance in terms of like what they possibly can be. Um, you know, but they also should be taught today that, you know, a career is so much different than it used to be. Um, and that to be successful in a particular career, you need to know how to be resilient and nimble and wear a bunch of different hats. So it's more about the skill set than the actual job. Zeitkite creator Brad Grossman joins us to talk about how to become future-proof. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolves. We're talking about real differentiators here like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy.